Today on Locked On A's, it is Scott Bentley's turn to grill me about my team. So let's find out what I think about the 2022 A's and what is left for the A's to do this winter. Let's get into it. You are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Let's get into the the other segment where you ask me questions and then uh, I answer them as best I can with this leaf blower in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, very, very, very true. Uh, I think the biggest one, and we'll we'll just get the heavy hitter out of the way at the beginning. Um, Let's, I mean, let's talk about all the, pending trades that are circling around right you have you have Olsen you have Chapman and and we as we talked about in the just in the previous segment right we talked about the you know the A's historically once the player gets to six years of service they're traded or once they get to whatever five and a half they're traded um is what is your current outlook of that situation uh, I, I guess just a full breakdown. Teams you might want to see if if you'd rather they just actually paid them, etc. Just uh, your full breakdown of of those two guys' current trade situations. It's not good. I don't think um, for people that listen to Locked On A's, I've been over this. But uh, if you're tuning in from Locked On Tigers, or you you missed an episode and you listened to Locked On A's. Here we go. Uh, so I assume that Matt Olson will be traded. He has the highest value that he's probably ever going to have. He has two years of control left. It makes sense. Um, I could see the Yankees being a good fit. They've been rumored to be a good fit. Um, basically, and also uh, the Freddie Freeman market, uh, the Athletic wrote about this, so not necessarily my idea. But if uh, if Freddie Freeman signs with uh, anybody besides the Braves, Matt Olson is from the Atlanta area. That would be a very after, uh, would the prospects be as good? I'd have to look. <laughs> I, I got very excited about some Yankees prospects. So Matt Olson is probably going to get traded once the lockout is over and transactions unfreeze. Uh, Matt Chapman's a little bit more interesting just because he's he was coming off a hip surgery in 2021 and he had a not great season offensively. Defensively, he was still 99th percentile. He's still fantastic at third base. But offensively, he struck out 203 times, I think, on the season, which I believe is an Oakland record. So that was a lot. And it, he looked lost at the plate for large swaths of the season where it'd be he like was on my fantasy that, team. Yeah. Wasn't very, wasn't very appreciative. Wasn't no, very no, appreciative. <laughs> it was not great. Um, but every now and then you're like, hey, he had a couple of home runs this series. He's breaking out of it. And then he didn't. Um, it, it looked like he... It was pitch recognition or his, he was still recovering from hip surgery. So I think that they could trade him if they're getting fair offers, but if they hold on to him, I could see them trading him mid-season and hoping for that bounce back in the first half of the season or maybe next offseason and just get him a full year of, you know, goodness. Because um, I think that he will be better in 2022. I It just depends on what kind of offers are rolling in 
and uh, you know what teams want to do. I'm also very intrigued to see what the A's do with Frankie Montas. He is probably the other most valuable trade chip that should probably be traded because uh, he had a healthy season. He made all of his starts. He was really, really good. He showed what he can be. And uh, I think that his value is probably also the highest that it will be. And so if they could get a decent haul for him too, they could really, if they traded, you know, uh, Olsen and Frankie Montas, they could really set their themselves up for their next con contending team. And then you also got Chris Bassett and Sean Mania, who are both very good pitchers, probably twos or threes in most, maybe threes in some of the better rotations, but, you know, good pitchers. And Chris Bassett's stats aren't, you know, otherworldly, but he was toe-to-toe -to -toe with Garrett Cole there for a while. So, uh, oh, yeah. you know, he's been, he's been okay. And he misses, not bats, he misses barrels, which he gets weak contact. And that is also a skill. Is it as flashy? No, but he's a very, very good pitcher. He's a bulldog. He'll go out there and give you six innings no matter what happens in the first. So I love watching Chris Bassett pitch. Uh, that's basically everybody. And then if they really want to tear it down to the studs, they could also trade Sean Murphy, who has four years of control left. Uh, and he's, you know, a backstop who's very, very coveted. And the market's weak right now. And then uh, they got Ramon Laureano, who's coming back from uh, suspension after the first month of the season. His value is also really high, according to certain websites. So uh, I could see any and all of those guys. They also had like 13 free agents. 14? It was a bunch. So they have an entire... Like five or six other guys. So I don't know who's going to be on this team. I know Seth Brown will be on this team in 2022. <laughs> and uh, he go. is the centerpiece of all of my conversations. <laughs> but uh, otherwise, uh, we'll see what happens. But at the same time, I'm... I'm also excited about what could happen. Like if they went out and got not Riley Green, but I was excited about Riley Green for like two hours until I talked to you. Um, I'm, but I'm thinking, excited about him too. Trust me. Yeah. If they if they could get some some top tier guys, which value wise they probably could, it's whether or not those teams want to trade those guys is the big issue. Um, then hey, we got something to look forward to. It might not be in Oakland immediately, but it'd be something to keep us occupied and something to dream on. And, that's really all you want as a baseball fan. The Cubs did it for a hundred years. We can do it for a couple and be fine. <laughs> Trust me, I've I've been there. I, I've uh, I've certainly been there with the uh, yeah post twenty seventeen Tigers was was not a good situation. Coming up, Scott asked me how the A's always seem to overachieve. But first, this holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or even better than a candy bar. That is Built Bar, and they are filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. And there are so many flavors, you're gonna have a hard time choosing which one your favorite is. Well, you have raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream or peanut butter, brownie. And because it's the season of peace and love, don't bring up your favorite Bilt Bar flavor at family parties. People are so passionate about their favorite flavor, they'll fight for it, and things could get out of hand. So don't ruin Christmas by bringing up your favorite Bilt Bars. Just bring a smattering of Bilt Bars to your holiday festivities and tell Santa that you want some too, because they make excellent stocking stuffers. And if you want to get your hands on some of these delicious treats, all you got to do is go to 
belt.com and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off of your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, A's fans, it's been an interesting offseason to say the least, and it won't be long before pitchers and catchers report. I'm going to give you the inside track on the absolute best fantasy baseball platform in the industry, and that is Fantrax. Fantrax is the most customizable MLB fantasy platform in the industry, offering the greatest fantasy experience for your dynasty, keeper, redraft, and best ball leagues. Create or join a fantasy baseball commissioner league, invite your friends, and dominate your draft this season. It's also the top dynasty fantasy baseball platform in the industry. Go deep with the ultimate keeper in Dynasty Leagues, create a simple redraft league, or even a customizable best ball league with up to 2,000 teams. Coming from another service, Fantrax can import your current leagues and customize them if needed. Ever have a trade go wrong or a mistake in dropping a player? Fantrax Commissioner tools allow you to undo any move with one simple click. Among the most trusted names in fantasy sports since 2008, Fantrax invites you to sign up today for free. If you do, you'll be entered to win an official MLB signed Fernando Tatis Jr. Baseball. Simply go to Fantrax.com slash locked on and use the promo code Tatis when you sign up to be eligible to win. Don't miss this opportunity. Sign up to win an official MLB signed Fernando Tatis Jr. Baseball. Simply go to Fantrax.com slash locked on and use promo code Tatis. Fantrax, the home of fantasy sports, play ball. Welcome back to the special Locked On Tigers and A's crossover special extravaganza. Uh, Scotty and me are going to be talking real quick, but I just wanted to say thank you so much for making Locked On A's and or Locked On Tigers your first listen of the day. We're free and available on all platforms. But now with the semantics out of the way, let's send it back to Scotty, who's going to be asking me about uh, season projections and how the A's always outperform them. The interesting thing to me is the the fact that it seems like year in and year out, people predict the A's to finish like fourth or, or even fifth in the AL West. And then every single year they win like 92 and everybody's like, oh yeah, it's just the A's. I'm like, when are we going to, when are we going to like learn from that and like stop, just like stop doing that. And, and I guess uh, I, I, my, my point to come full circle on, on our first conversation is just this year feels like based on it again kind of what you just said it, it might be different in the sense of they might be projected to finish fourth or fifth in the AL West and they actually might for a year or two and because it's no longer overlooking or undervaluing the talent on their team or how much money they spend now it's it's truly is like hey we're going to be at the bottom for a little bit but it's just it's so hard for me to except that the A's are going to like be bad because every single opening day I have to see the A's are going to win 65 games and be last place. And then in September, watch them win 93. So like I, I, I have trust issues, Jason. Okay. Like I, I, I have clearly, I, I have pretty, pretty big trust issues when it comes <laughs> to predicting the A's to actually be bad. No, no, that makes perfect sense. And while I said that they might trade a bunch of guys, if they only trade a couple of guys, they might still actually be okay. They might be like a 500 team. And 
who knows what that gets you in 2022 if they institute, you know, uh, more playoff teams and all that. Everybody makes the playoffs. Then the A's might be everybody. I don't know. Um, and one thing that I've floated on the show before is, like, if the A's trade Matt Olson to the Yankees and they get, you know, a package that includes Luke Voigt, whose value is kind of diminished right now because he was hurt most of 2021. But if he comes back and he's healthy... You're not missing much offensively. Defensively, sure, but, you know, that's not a huge gap that you're trying to overcome. And is Olsen going to be 2021 Matt Olsen again in 2022? He set the bar really high, so there's probably going to be a little bit of a drop-off. You could see them meeting in the middle fairly easily, offensively at least. I know that Matt Olsen's a gold club defender, but uh, you could see them still being able to compete while trading these guys away. We'll see what happens, I guess. But And that's also a very specific trade where it's not they'll, sure. they'll just get another first baseman. Like, no, you, you got to get, like, Luke Voigt, who has shown when he's healthy, he's a monster. And uh, so that, that could be one way that they're still good, but they're still trading guys away. And that's just kind of how the A's operate. But I think that in 2022, the big test will be the... The Bob Melvin test is what I'm going to call it. Uh, this is a new thing that I came up with as you were talking. And it is uh, because they outpour- they outperform projections every year. And he's been the manager since 2011. By a lot. Yeah. Like, like it's crazy lot. to me how everybody in baseball, <laughs> like when they release the projections, if you, if you outwin your projections by like three wins, everybody's like, oh, wow, you had a great year. And then the A's do it by 30, <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, yeah, that's just the A's. That's just like, the well, A's. Let's, let's just stop doing it then. Let, let's well, stop projecting them to be at the bottom then. And in those same articles, they'll be like, yeah, well, once they figure out their ballpark situation and start spending money, I'll take them seriously. I'm like, well, they're still doing it, so how right. about you take them seriously? Because they're a big league team, you guys. It's bad journalism, um, yes, but I think that is. this is going to be the the Bob Melvin test. And how much did he actually improve just by managing well and being a great communicator and doing all those things? How much did that actually influence? This is going to be a fun t- test study, I believe, for just how much influence does a manager have? Obviously, sure. they won't have the same team, but if they're not out pre- outperforming their projections by 30 wins anymore, then hey, maybe he had a good influence. Um, and just real quick on the manager talk. Uh, the A's have interviewed basically everybody who's interviewed for the the uh, the Mets job as well. So they got mm-hmm. uh, Quattraro from the, the Rays, their bench coach. He's interviewed Joe Espada from the Astros, who was kind of my leading candidate internally, knowing nothing about I like managers. Despado. I liked Espada before we signed Hinch. He, he yeah. interviewed for the Tigers as well. I liked him, yeah. I, I like him a lot just because... He's bringing those secrets. That's how you beat the Astros, as you said. <laughs> first thing we talked we about. Go. That's how you beat them. You bring in somebody from their organization. You take them down from the inside. I want yes. Joe Espada as my next manager. And uh, is he good with young players? I have no idea. What kind of a manager is he? No idea. Does he know things about the Astros? Yes, he does. And I want that in my clubhouse. There you go. There's my there's my one there's my one point on the syllabus. Check. There you go. All done. That's all that that's all that it takes. I'm like, hey, did you come from a, an organization that knows what they're doing? Yeah, that's that's all that I'm asking there for. You go. Don't come yep. don't come from like the Orioles. Is is right. all that I'm really or the Rockies. for. Please do not come Ooh. from the Colorado Rockies. I saw rumors of Walt Weiss and I was like, why? Because the yeah. A's connection, Joe Espada was drafted by the A's and never made it to the big leagues, but he was A's connection. There you go. That's better than Walt Weiss. There you I, go. <laughs> <just saying. laughs> there you go. 
Uh, yeah. And there's also been rumors of, like, Ron Washington, because he has A's connections and whatnot, and, hey, he'd like to be a manager, and the A's have a managing position available. And uh, I like the idea on the surface. I think that he might be a little older. I, I, I don't know that he's more of an analytics guy at this point, and that's just how sure. the game is. But he, he is great at developing young players. And so if he got if he got the job, I wouldn't be mad at it. I just think that it'd be more of a short-term thing and not necessarily a write-it-into-the-future kind of a thing. Um, and so that, that would be my only downside of the Ron Washington signing, um, if that was to happen. Sure. I mean, I, I would love that. Just, you know, everybody knows Moneyball and stuff, and just seeing Wash back there would be kind of fun for sure. Coming up on the show, I am telling Scott who I am most intrigued by on the A's 2022 roster. So that's what we got coming up for you guys. But first, Bet Online has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues to march towards the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code locked on to receive your bonus. That is promo code locked on, one word, all caps, locked on. From basketball, football, the NHL, boxing, and UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your favorite sports, and that's because BetOnline is where the game starts. The my, my next question is when it comes to the kind of next man up mentality that the A's have been so incredible at and and at, you know we just talked about that obviously in in the last segment and how they overperform so much and one of the reasons they that they're able to do that is because even though they have those cornerstones and they have like you know Olsen and Chapman and they've had them for a few years now but they they continuously over and over find dudes that like nobody's ever heard of and then give them like two and a half or seasons and you're like oh <laughs> all right cool so like oh oh you mean the jet lowry effect yeah right exactly <laughs> right like jet lowry sucks unless he's an a like yeah so so i i guess my 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 question is is there anyone and i know that you you're you're in for a heck of a rest of the off season when the lockout ends and such but is there anyone, whether it's someone that's maybe on, on the cusp of making the majors, that's that's down in the minors currently, or or someone that maybe was on the bench a lot last season, is there anyone on this team right now that you could see as like, a, hey, this dude will probably never be like a superstar, but I think that he has that ability to step in and, and play a big role for this team and keep us competitive? Well, I mean, I told you that there's like three guys on this team currently. So. <laughs> right, right, which so, is tough. I know, I know it's so tough. So I'm like, yeah, sure. Uh, I, I, I did write down three names, though. So, oh, okay, um, beauty. I, I've got three guys that are intriguing to me heading into 2022. Uh, the first one people have heard about, it's Brent Honeywell. Uh, he's one of the only acquisitions that the A's have made to this point. And uh, he's a former top prospect in the Ray system. Uh, I want to see what he can do. I assume that he's going to be a starter because I think that he wants to be a starter. And hey, the A's are probably going to be trading a lot of starters, but they also need an entire bullpen. Uh, they have Lou Trevino and Diolas Guerra 
end of bullpen right now. I mean, you could throw in AJ Puck, but he's been hurting. What are you going to be getting out of him? He hasn't been great. Oh, yeah. So, I totally forgot guys. Puck existed until, yeah, until so. right now. Yeah, man. I, I was so high on him. Jeez. I get I get uh, I get high on him every single year, and this this year, uh, my locked on bold prediction was that he would stay healthy the entire season, and other than a few weeks, he did. He just yeah. wasn't effective. Right. So, so I was like, ah, that that's as healthy as he's been. So I felt good about that at the end of the season. Uh, but Brent Honeywell, I want to see what he can do. Uh, it it seems like one of those guys that the A's just get who had potential, and then he just stays healthy. If he stays healthy, he'll be fine, is my assumption. So he's a health question mark. I, nothing much to really to say there. Uh, another guy that I've got is Cody Thomas. He's probably going to get some playing time because he's on the 40-man roster now, and Ramon Laureano is going to be suspended for a month. So I assume Cody Thomas, who they got in the Sheldon Noisy trade with the Dodgers last year, uh, he's 26, 27 now. Uh, he, he's an outfielder. He's been playing in AAA. Uh, he had a bunch of dingers. He's... He's a good baseball player. I like him. I, I want to see what Cody Thomas can do at the big league level. Is he going to be good? I don't know. He hasn't been to the big leagues yet. But am I intrigued by Cody Thomas? Yes, I am. And then the other guy that I wrote down is Seth Brown. And A's fans know Seth Brown. Uh, he's not a prolific hit tool guy, but he's got really decent power. He hit 20 home runs and very limited at-bats in, uh, in 2021. His home run per, uh, plate appearance rate, I think it was plate appearance, it might have been uh, at-bats. Either way, somewhat same difference. Um, it's not. But <laughs> roughly, it was the same as Matt Olson, who was an MVP candidate. So right. on a home run basis, he's really good there. He plays good defense. It's can he hit lefties is going to be the question. And I assume... That's all he's doing this offseason is trying to hit lefties and get into more of a routine there. So uh, does he have some room to improve? Yes. But if he makes a couple of strides, I think that he's going to be a very, very nice player for these. Maybe fill not quite a Mark Canna role, but you might be getting similar production. Not the on-base, not the on-base, but you might be getting similar like war to a Mark Canna out of Seth Brown in 2022. That, that, he's the guy that I'm hanging my hat on. I need to do a little bit more research, but uh, he's the guy that I'm currently excited about because one, we're in a lockout, and two, the A's are going to trade everybody. So Seth Brown, come on down. I like it. <laughs> I, I just want to say, too, uh, Mark Hanna is one of my favorite players in the game of baseball. I love he's a good that, time. man. <laughs> I just, I, I'm big on, like, high OBP. Guy. Like, I, I love yeah. a dude that can get on base and draw a walk. And Marcana is is most definitely most definitely that. Um, well, if if pitcher stopped hitting him, his on base would be like three ten. But he gets hit like twenty times a season. It's ridiculous. It is it is unbelievable. Um, he is he, yeah. But it, like it's it's one of those things where it wasn't even really like a one year outlier. Like he's kind of done it for a, like he's been hit a lot forever. So like it's yeah. kind of like, oh, okay, I, I guess that's just how he gets on base. That is all for today's episode. On tomorrow's episode, it is the final part, part three of my crossover with Scott Bentley of Locked On Tigers. And he's going to be asking me about A's prospects and whether or not we still hate the Detroit Tigers, I tried to ration myself and come to terms with my own feelings. And I feel like 
they, they make sense. So tune in to find out what those are on tomorrow's episode. If you can't wait until tomorrow, this entire episode is already up on YouTube. So go subscribe to our YouTube page and, uh, you know, give us a like over there as well. Uh, and, you know, watch the video too. Uh, but that's all that we got for you guys today. Uh, thank you so much for making Locked On A's your first lesson of the day. Now go make Sully and Locked On MLB your second lesson of the day. He's always got great things to talk about. And he's going to be talking about the A's on this feed before too long. So, uh, uh, get used to hearing that voice. It is the voice of an angel, Sully Sullivan Sullenberger. What a great guy. But uh, that's all that we got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, A's fans, and I will talk at you tomorrow.